Welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jake Hare, and before we get into the episode, I want to ask you, if you haven't already, we would love it if you went and rated us and reviewed us on iTunes. Uh, the more that you do that, and first, thanks to everyone who's already done it, but the more that you do that, the more people listen to the, the podcast, the more founders we have calling in with their questions, and it just makes the podcast distribution a lot better, and the more questions we get, like, honestly, the better the podcast is going to be. We're, we're going to break episode 50 this week, which is crazy, but we're going to need to keep getting more questions. So if the more you help us spread the word about the podcast, the easier that's going to be. Now, today we're going to be talking about valuation of your business. Um, Victor, it looks like he is trying to figure out what the valuation of his company is because he is trying to raise money. But we're going to take a little bit different approach and because we've already talked about that before. What we're going to talk about is, yes, the importance of valuing your company, but really we're going to be talking about how businesses value their company just in general. I mean, you see businesses uh, selling all the time, uh, whether they're SaaS products or their service-based businesses. How do they determine how much their business is worth? And so we're going to be talking about the fundamentals of figuring out how much your business is worth. And we're going to be giving you a really easy formula to figure out uh, how much your company is worth. Or if you do start a company, once you do that, how to figure out how much your company is worth if you wanted to sell it or you wanted to raise money for it. Today's question comes from Victor in New York City. He writes in, I'm wondering if you have a formula or calculation to evaluate the value of a business. Our revenue is about $100,000 per year, where profit is around 25%, and we have about half of the total market share for our country. As I see potential for more, I'm considering to bring in some new local investors who can bring more than money with things like a network, marketing, and legal help, etc. Before I do that, though, what is a method I can use to provide a valuation of the company? Hey, Victor. So thanks for your question. Um, I know we're going to take it in a little bit different direction today, but uh, hopefully it still sort of answers your question. So when you're trying to figure out the value of your uh, startup and your business just in general, I mean, there's like a million calculations you can do, but I'm going to talk to you about the two simplest calculations I've seen uh, to come up with the valuation for your startup. So I'm going to take it from pre-revenue and post-revenue. Okay. If you're pre-revenue, Valuing your startup is almost impossible. <laughs> I talked about this on a, a few episodes back where we were trying to help, uh, I don't remember who it was, but we were trying to help them figure out how much money they should raise um, based on uh, where they were at, what stage they were at. Um, they were pre-product and coming up with the valuation at that point is very difficult. So if you're trying to raise money uh, and determine your value early on, the best thing to do is just make sure you don't give up too too much equity and too much means like anything over I'd say over 25 to 30% is too much equity to give up, uh, especially for your first round of funding and try to raise enough to have enough runway to keep your business going. So we talked about this on that episode, but just in short, that means having enough to build the product, having enough to market the product and having enough to where you don't have to eat top ramen every single day. <laughs> so it's okay to raise money to pay yourself. And so you want to make sure that's included when you're doing that. And typically the fa the startups that we work with at Launchpeer, they raise somewhere around two hundred fifty to $500,000 their first round of funding. And they're giving up somewhere between 10 and 20% of, of uh, their startup. So that's pre-product. Now, if you have a product and you have revenue, and the revenue is the more, most important piece here. If you have revenue, then there's a couple ways to do the calculation. Um, the simplest way to do the calculation is by 
looking at how much your annual run rate is. Annual run rate is how much revenue you're making during a given month multiplied times 12. Okay. And if you have a year's worth of revenue, even better, just look and see how much revenue you made that, that year before. When you're looking at that 12 months, the, the easiest calculation to do, and I've seen startups get sold for this, is multiply it by three or somewhere between three and five. And I'm talking about SaaS products, not service businesses like Launchpeer, but I'm talking about like products, applications. So web apps, mobile apps, whatever. Look at all the revenue that you made for that year or that you will make over a year and multiply it times three to five. Typically, that's pretty safe to sell your business for 3x to 5x. So if I'm if I have a SaaS business and I'm making $200,000 a year from it um, in revenue, then it's pretty safe to say that I could sell somewhere between you know 300,000 and $500,000 if I'm making $100,000 a year from that product. There's a lot of factors that go into that. If you're making $100,000 a year, but you're in, you're running in the red, so you're it's really not revenue, uh, then that's not going to work, right? That calculation works mostly if you don't have a lot of costs associated with it. If you're making $100,000 a year, but you're spending $100,000 a year, you're not going to be able to sell for $300,000 to $500,000. But if you have a product that's making $100,000 a year and you're maybe spending, you know, ten dollars to $20,000 a year doing marketing, then I'd say that's pretty safe. For the most part though, that's a very early stage startup because if you're spending that little to keep the business running, it means you're probably not paying yourself either uh, or you're paying yourself very, very little. So those kind of factors are going to come into play because if you're that small, someone buying you for that amount, they're buying you because they want that like quote passive revenue. They want to be able to just take over a company and say like, okay, great. I don't have to go start something from scratch. I'm going to buy this business for $300,000. And I know I'm going to make right out the gate a hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, and however I spend that money, however I make that money, it's totally up to me now, but at least I don't have to start over from scratch. So that's one way I've seen uh, startups do that calculation is just multiply your annual run rate times three to five. And that's pretty safe to say that you could try to sell your startup for that much. A more realistic and down the road calculation, once you're making more than that, uh, and it's not just a side project, but it's an actual running business is to look at something called EBITDA. It's a weird word. <laughs> it's, it's an acronym. It's E-B-I-T-D-A. And what it stands for is earning before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. And so that's one piece of the calculation. And the multiple times that is you can probably sell your business for somewhere around like three to five times EBITDA. Now, it's very complicated and Talking through EBITDA, I could probably spend episodes and episodes breaking down what the heck that even means. Uh, but if you're interested in what EBITDA means, it just I would go to Investopedia or someplace and just search EBITDA. You're going to find a ton of resources talking about what it is. But basically, what EBITDA is in like a quick, like short conversation, uh, like we don't have a lot of time here on the podcast, uh, is the earnings that you're making that are basically gross revenue for your company. So uh, let me give you an example. So I, let's say I'm running a, an e-commerce store. Okay. And I'm making a hundred million dollars a year. Uh, and if you're doing that, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> if you're, let's say you're making a hundred million dollars a year and you're spending, you know, half of that on product. So $50 million, you're, you actually keep in the bank, $50 million you spend on the product for your e-commerce store. And so that 50% is left over to just do whatever you need to do with it. And let's say that you're spending another 
20% of that on operating expenses, paying your employees, uh, paying for your warehouse, paying for your, your, your marketing efforts, all of that stuff. You're about 20% is going towards that. So what does that leave you about $30 million left over, right? So that's your operating profit that you have. That's about $30 million. Okay. So in short, without doing all the calculations on depreciation and amortization, which is part of EBITDA, but let's just say that you're left over with $30 million. Okay. Well, for a business like that, you can probably sell for around three times that. So about $60 million, sometimes a five times multiple. So maybe $120 million. And the reason for that is as your business grows, your costs and expenses are going to keep going up and up and up. It's just normal business. The bigger you grow, the more expenses you're going to have. Uh, and the multiple of the expenses that you need to have, that you need to spend in order to keep growing is going to go up and up and up. Uh, and so the reason that that other calculation that I told you about before where, Oh, take your annual runway rate and just multiply it by three or five. The reason that works when you're kind of smaller and you're just a SaaS business, uh, whether it's a web app or mobile application is that you're smaller, like your costs aren't as high. So the calculation isn't at, doesn't need to be as complicated. Plus you're probably spending a lot less on operating expenses. Uh, and so doing that rough math of like three times your annual run rate, is pretty normal. But as you grow and you become a million dollar business, $10 million business, $100 million business, you're making a ton more revenue, then you're going to need to have a obviously a more complicated calculation to back that up and to talk about, you know, if I'm running a business like that and I'm trying to sell it, then I know that there's a lot of things that go into running that business and taxes, amortization, depreciation, product prices, uh, employee prices, overhead, all of those things need to factor into the cost because it's a bigger business. That's just normal. Uh, and so EBITDA is one of those ways that you can calculate that stuff pretty quickly because if let's use the business I was using as an example, you're making a hundred million dollars a year in revenue um, to just multiply that by three and be like, Oh, I'm going to sell for $300 million. Like, well, that's not feasible because the person buying the business, it knows that, well, $150 million of that is in product. So why I'm not going to pay for your expenses. I should be paying for the profit that you're making because I'm going to have to take all that stuff over when I buy the company. So, um, but anyway, th those are two calculations you can do. Uh, one, if you're early on in a SaaS, and I think most of you are probably in that other stage of like, maybe you're making, you know, $20,000 a year, hundred thousand dollars a year, $500,000 a year with your product. Do you using the annual run rate, uh, math is a lot easier and more realistic. If you're bigger than that, chances are you're probably not listening to this podcast or, or maybe if you are listening to this podcast, you're working at a company like that. So the calculation probably doesn't mean as much to you, but I also didn't want to leave it out because it took me a long time to even figure out what EBITDA was. When The first time I heard that was from a mentor and I was like, what the hell does that even mean? Uh, and it's still kind of hard for me to wrap my head around all of the math that's involved in that. So at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you're working with someone. If you're thinking about selling your business that understands all these things, that understands the numbers that have sold companies before, whether they've done it themselves or they've hired someone to do it. Like 
make sure that you have people around you who've done this before because you don't want to go into the sale sale or even the valuation of your company alone. But you know, if you're going through this phase, like make sure you get help doing it. The last thing you want to do is sell your company. One, the last thing you want to do is try to sell your company for less than what you should be selling it for. Um, another thing you don't want to do is try to list your company for a price that's just ridiculous and no one's going to buy it. Okay. The last note I'll leave off here is if you're thinking about selling your a business or you're trying to value your company, the easiest thing you can do is go find another company like yours who's either sold or is in the process of selling or has already done the valuation process. That's the first step that we take when we're working with startups at Launchpeer, when we're trying to figure out how much they should raise or what their valuation should be, is we go on AngelList or Crunchbase and we go and look and see okay, well, how much funding did your competitors raise and at what valuation did they raise it? A lot of that data is public. Uh, sometimes it's not, but a lot of times it is. And it's just a really easy step to get those answers without having to dig in so deep that your head's going to be drowning in numbers uh, for weeks. So um, anyway, Victor, hopefully that helps you out. As you go through and you're trying to value your startup, if you have any questions about it, then make sure you shoot them over to hello at launchpeer.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every time you give us a rating or review, it helps us spread the word about the podcast. And the more founders that can listen to the show, the more founders we can help with the answers that we give on the podcast. And also it means the more questions that we'll be able to answer. And I'm sure you have the same question that a lot of entrepreneurs have. And the more questions that we can feature on the show, the better the show will be. So if you've already given us a rating or review, we really appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, please go ahead and rate, rate us or review us on iTunes. And if you have your own questions about building your startup, whatever they are, head over to launchchat.io and record your question or send us an email at hello at launchpeer.com and make sure you mention the podcast in the subject line of the email. 